the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. It is the Nick D Podcast. I'm your host, Nick DeGilio. How are you? This is the Radio Misfits Podcast Network, the best podcast network in the world, loaded with incredible, varied, entertaining, informative, funny, scary, suspenseful, brilliant podcasts that uh, are actually streamed 24-7 as well. You should check out radiomisfits.live. It's our 24-hour streaming service. It's just like radio, only a lot cooler, and it's free. RadioMisfits.live, you hear great unsigned bands on the Unheard Music Show, so you hear great music and incredible episodes of the podcasts available at Radio Misfits, including this one, which you can hear daily at 3 p.m. Central, and you can hear my other podcast, which is all about Saturday Night Live. That show hasn't been funny in years, an SNL podcast. I have a blast doing that podcast. It's so great. If you're an SNL fan and you're not subscribing to the podcast, that makes no sense at all to me at all. So you should subscribe immediately. But you can also hear that 9 a.m. Central daily at RadioMisfits.live, our 24-hour streaming service. So there you go. Hey, if you'd like to be a sponsor on this podcast, you can do that. Lots of people listen to this podcast. It'd be good for you. It'd be good for everybody involved. Advertise. Be a sponsor. Sales at RadioMisfits.com. Drop us a line. Say, I want to advertise. I want to be a sponsor on the Nick D Show. We'll help you out with that. You can help us out with that. It's all good. Sales at RadioMisfits.com. Just want to leave a voicemail with a comment, a question, a megaphone uh, request, anything that you want to say to our regular guests or to me, comments, any of that stuff. We love you. We want to hear from you 24-7. Anytime you feel like voicemailing us, do it. 773-417-6948. Email us with any comments or questions. 24-7, nickdpodcast at gmail.com. And also, please take the time to share. Spread the word, rate, review us on every platform. You can find us on every single platform where you get your favorite podcasts. There you go. On this episode, which is episode number 210, Monica Ang is going to join us. She's fantastic. She writes for Axios.com, Axios Chicago. Uh, She writes about uh, politics and the world and food and been working as a journalist for many, many, many years. In fact, she is the cover story and the subject um, of a great profile in uh, Illinois Alumni Magazine. We'll talk about that, plus a ton of other really cool stuff. She talks a lot about food. She's got a fantastic book uh, that's out, too. We'll talk a little bit about that. She's a regular on the show. I love talking to Monica. I've known her since we worked together um, in the Tribune building many, many years ago. She loves to eat weird stuff, too, so we'll talk about that. She's lovely. So Monica Eng, one of my favorite guests, is going to be joining us. And then the great Esmeralda Leon, who is my partner in crime, joins me on every single episode. We're going to talk about dumb people doing dumb stuff. And Esmeralda has a box full of exotic and strange and weird and really cool snacks and candies and, uh, and treats from around the world. And uh, she did a taste test of some stuff on the last episode from Spain, like fried egg-flavored potato chips and pistachio-flavored toffee. 
uh, and she'll do some more taste testing. So the box of fun, as we're calling it, with all of the snacks from around the world that Esmeralda is going to taste test, she'll be doing a little taste testing on that. So and uh, and we'll just catch up on stuff because Esmeralda and I like to hang out and talk, and we're going to do all of that. And we would love to hear from you. Like I said, any comments or questions, uh, give us uh, give us a drop us a line or drop us a call. Uh, it's been uh, it's been an interesting uh, um, uh, end of the year for me. If you uh, if you have heard, I'm having some uh, interesting and weird and stressful and kind of scary health and mental related problems uh, for my elderly folks. I'm an only child, and they're both having major issues at the same time, and it's not so easy. Um, if you feel like supporting or, or helping helping uh, this family out, it's just me and my folks, and that's it. Um, it would be really, really great. There were some financial issues that my folks had that I wasn't aware of, and all of the health and hospital and mental things that are happening right now are only going to add to that. So I started a GoFundMe page to help my folks out at a time when they really need it. So I got a GoFundMe page out there. My last name is spelled D-I-G-I-L-I-O, Nick DiGilio. You can just uh, go to the GoFundMe page, and it's uh, Help My Folks Out the Nick DiGilio uh, uh, GoFundMe page for my parents and every dime will go towards, um, you know, helping my folks out through this really, really, really difficult, stressful, rough time with mental issues and health issues all happening at the same time to both of my parents. It's been a rough go. But if you can help out, you can take a moment to help out. That'd be fantastic. So check out GoFundMe. Uh, It's a GoFundMe page. And if you want to help out, that'd be great. I really appreciate that. And I appreciate you listening to the podcast and subscribing and and being really cool. And I love all the feedback that we get. That's why I I, I encourage you to leave a a voicemail or encourage you to drop an email to us. This podcast would not exist without the support of you, my listeners, my subscribers. You guys are the best. And I will certainly continue to provide fun entertainment, all my regular cool guests, all the topics that we talk about, me and Esmeralda having a blast and doing all kinds of things to to keep you entertained for an hour and a half or so, um, you know, during the week, uh, twice a week. Tuesdays and Fridays is when this podcast drops. My, my Saturday Night Live podcast drops on Wednesday, if you want to check that out. So uh, my thanks to Ed and everybody at Radio Misfits for supporting me and helping me out uh, all this time. I've been doing this podcast now for two years, and I've been doing the SNL podcast for a solid year, and I couldn't do it at a better place than Radio Misfits, and Ed is the main man there. So their support for all of this and, and the support that everybody's been giving me during this rough personal time with my folks and everything has been amazing. And I just want to shout out a giant thank you to everybody who's uh, – who's been involved. And of course, Jason Skaggs, who does all of the wonderful themes and the music that you hear as well. He's crazy and I love him. Hi, Uh-oh. I'm Carrie Russell and I love Nick's show. I know you do. Hi, baby. I'm Carrie Russell and I love Nick's show. Thanks, Carrie. She's on the porch. You're here. And I would like to say uh, that Monica Eng is going to join us to talk all kinds of fun stuff. Axios.com is where you can check her out. She's with us after I tell you that you need to be congratulated. Congratulations. You're about to listen to the Nick D podcast. It's by far the best decision you've made today. It makes the other podcasts seem like crap. Oh yeah, don't be a jagoff. It is always a pleasure uh, to welcome to the Nick D Podcast one of my favorite regular guests, uh, dating all the way back many, many, many years ago to when we were working in the same building together. Uh, she's an incredible journalist, a great writer. She likes to eat food, and she works for a great place called Axios Chicago, and we'll talk more about that. But let's welcome to the podcast Monica Ang. Hi, Monica. 
Payne. Great to be with you. Thanks. Great to see you as well. Or I don't see you because we're talking over the internet waves, but uh, but there you go. Um, how have you been? Not too bad. You know, had uh, okay holidays and uh, did a lot of cooking and um, and back in the rhythm of things. Cool. It's hard to get back into the rhythm every once in a while, like that early part of January and it always kind of throws you for a loop a little bit, you know? For sure. It's, it's sort of like, uh, can I still do this job? Right. And then it's like, uh, and it doesn't help that we're going to get, you know, like 12 inches of snow and it's going to be 50 below in a couple of days. So there's. Right, there's right. Although all... that snow has been kind of a bluff so far. Of course, when I have to drive my daughter um, to school, it's probably going to become a snowstorm. It'll be really fun driving to Champaign in that. Are you driving to Champaign soon? I am. Um, well, you know, weather dependent. But, oh, boy. Uh, yeah, because this next round is supposed to be bad. Again, depends. But uh, Yeah, they but, said well, the last one was going to be bad, too. But, you know, yeah. I'm I, I'm not complaining. Right. Well, we're, we live in Chicago, you know. I mean, it's normal. This, this you know, uh, not calculating how much snow there's going to be is a normal thing every single day during the that's, winter. That's true. And it's, it's definitely going to be cold. I just... It is. Uh, I made a little greenhouse for my outdoor kale, and I'm hoping that it can last through the winter in this little um, plastic what? tent. Oh, so that's what you do. So to, to keep some of those plants, especially you don't want to mess up your kale. Kale is very important. So important. And so what do you do now to, to, to keep kale safe during this the winter freezings that happen? Well, at Aldi, where I buy pretty much everything, including my clothing and jewelry. Um, they, <laughs> they, uh, they sell a little tiny greenhouse, um, actually different sizes over the years. I got this several years back and it creates a little house, a little green tented house right on my porch where I can put the hardier um, garden uh, plants like kale. Um, and they can usually last through the spring. Um, really? Yeah. Wow. Oh, that's amazing. That's really cool. Wow. Aldi. You're a big Aldi shopper, huh? I'm wearing my Aldi winter sweater right now, my Christmas sweater. Um, <laughs> my kids make fun of me. But it's like, you know, then you don't have to go to Marshall Fields anymore because you're already buying your avocados and you can just get your clothing at the same time. I think that that's very smart. I think that's very, very smart. Your kids should not make fun of you. That's a, those yes. are, those are great. And, you know, I mean, hey, Aldi is as hip a, as hip a name as, uh, as any other designer, I think. That's right. It's it sounds a lot like Gucci. It's a <laughs> <laughs> I believe the original title of the movie was House of Aldi when they were going right. to make it with, <laughs> with Lady Gaga. I think that was the working right. title. It was uh, House of Aldi. And I think it would have been a, I, frankly, I think it would have been a much better movie. Uh, if oh my were... gosh, I I bet they're going to make a movie about these two German brothers who kind of split up their fortune it seems between Trader Joe and Aldi and and have taken over the grocery world. I can't see. I mean, I would, I would, I would see that movie. Look, if they made a movie about you know uh, Michael Keaton playing Ray Kroc screwing over Nick Offerman, you know, right? Uh, I mean, they could make a movie about the Aldi brothers, the Aldi oh guys. Oh my gosh, yeah. it would be an international sensation. I, you know, I, I, I haven't waited in line since I think The Empire Strikes Back for a movie. Um, I would wait in line for that. <laughs> we, we would wait in line for the epic three-hour Aldi movie. That's what right. we're now waiting for. That's what we're waiting for. <laughs> and then for. Trader Joe's Strikes Back. Trader Joe's Strikes Back will be, it'll be part of a trilogy, and then Costco right. will get in for the trilogy and take right. everything over at the end. Yeah. And by the way, that's my girlfriend's uh, uh, weakness. Oh, Costco, my oh, mother. My oh, she God. goes in for a bag of almonds and comes out with a... Uh, with know, a pallet of stuff. Exactly. Yeah, it, yeah. It's ridiculous. And also, that's where she gets her gas. Like, it's like a whole oh, thing. yeah. My yeah, mother's so. always telling me, oh, you paid that much for gas? Guess how much I paid at Costco? I know. 
Well, I believe we now have worked out what movie trilogy is going to make billions for go. both of us, Monica. Yeah. We're going to be partners on this, I think. I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. Hey, the, I, want, I do want to mention the last time I saw you, um, it was just before Christmas, and it was at a book signing slash wine tasting. Right. Thank um, you so much for coming. Well, it was lovely. Uh, and, and for your book, Made in Chicago, Stories Behind 30 Great Hometown Bites, uh, written by you and David Hammond, you were both there. Um, at this really lovely place that I'd never been to before, I I, I don't uh, I don't imbibe anymore. But uh, but it's a really lovely little wine shop in Hyde Park. First of all, um, tell me about that that night that evening and everybody about the about this this really great place where you had your book signing. Yeah, um, well, we were invited and <laughs> we actually had a. Um, uh, another book signing that day that nobody showed up to. So this was a wonderful no, wait, surprise. No, no, no. One person. Right. One person. <laughs> I shouldn't say you're right. There was the one person <laughs> who right. actually showed. Um, so that it, it was good to um, to arrive at 57th Street Wines um, and find so many wonderful people in the community um, shopping and um, buying books and asking about our book. Sarah Paretsky was one of the authors there. I think a lot of people were there for her. And, um, and you know, I just, I just walked out of that with such a, a wonderful feeling about Chicagoans. And um, I think I had a sip of Malort while I was there, so that might have helped. That might have helped, yeah. Well, it was really cool because there were about, were there 10, 10 authors there or 10 books? Yeah, yeah, um, and so you can go around the shop, and e each of us at our at our tables had a had a, a wine or spirit that corresponded with our book. Um, in our case, it was uh, bottles of Malort. I'm not yeah. sure if if they sold any bottles of Malort based <laughs> on our book. I think they sold some shots. I saw some people with shots. Yes, there were people doing shots of Malort, which I I never expected to see in a in a in a, in a really lovely wine shop in Hyde Park. People just back you know kicking back shots of Malort, but that was fun. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for coming. And it was such a pleasure to meet your uh, lady friend. Yeah, Julie. She's the best. And uh, yeah, no, it was great. And uh, she ended up, uh, she got your book. She uh, bought another book. She tasted a whole bunch of wine that she enjoyed very much. And uh, no, it was a lovely, it was a unique event. I had never really been to um, a group book signing like that where you could go up and, they, and you know, and taste wines that, that correspond with the book. I thought that was, an, you know, an interesting thing and a great pairing and a... And a nice and and not ha never having been to Fifty Seventh Street Wine before uh, was fantastic, and it is located Ketty Corner from one of the greatest bookstores in the world. Um, the the height the bookstore Fifty uh, Seventh Street Books. Oh my God, that place! Uh, so we had I hadn't been there in a long time, and we stopped in before um, coming to see you at your signing, and we were at that bookstore, and we were like, uh, Oh wait, we have to leave. We have to leave soon. <laughs> that place is amazing. That place. Is yeah, amazing. yeah. Yeah. I really, I, I love uh, supporting those because they, yeah, they were the book sponsor for it. Yeah. Um, they were great. That's, it was, it was, it was a lovely evening. Congratulations. And uh, by the way, um, you mentioned you had a book signing beforehand. Um, uh, how many book signings have you done? Because the book's been out over a year now, right? Um, it'll be a year February. Right. So um, just about a year, man. Yeah. I think we've done, you know, at least two dozen and so many talks, um, but you know what? If anybody's listening and they would like us to come and talk to their book club or their library or their Lions Club, we are happy to do it. Um, so just uh, reach out to our publisher or us, monica.eng at axios.com. Um, and, and your uh, publisher is? 
is University of Illinois Press. Right, University of Illinois Press. Well, congratulations on the success of the book. I know it did very well. And uh, it's as I mentioned a million times, every time you've been on now since February, I've mentioned how much I love the book. Oh, thank um, you. Julie, in fact, gave a copy uh, as a birthday gift to her sister. Oh, uh, which you were I love lovely enough. That. You were lovely enough. You and David were lovely enough to sign, which was oh, really nice. thanks. So, but anyway, it's called Made in Chicago: Stories Behind Thirty Great Hometown Bites. Uh, and check out Fifty Seven Street Wines, a really lovely little place. Um, oh yeah. And and they did great work there, and it was a, it was a really fun event, and it, and it was a, it was a very festive night too. Um, you know, right right as the holidays were kicking in, so it was fun. It was a really great night. So I just wanted to mention that because that was the last time I saw you in person. It was the first time I saw you in person in a long time. Yeah, a super long time. Yeah, boy, it's been too long. Okay. Anyway, well, congrats on that. That was fun. Now, also, first of all, uh, uh, let's let's talk a little bit. Let everybody know what Axios is. Um, we do this every time you're on. Explain what Axios is. Axios Chicago. What you guys do. You and my great friend Justin are a part. Justin uh, Goffman are a part of that. Uh, a part of that group. Uh, explain yeah. Axios for everybody. So um, Axios is uh, a news site and a newsletter uh, started about seven years ago. The guys who started Politico left Politico and started this new thing and said they were going to leave behind all the junk that, that accumulated at Politico. It's like moving into a new apartment and saying, only the best stuff is coming with me. And that's what they did, Mike Allen and Jim Vandehei. And it started in DC, a lot of political and business stuff. And then they said, hey, how about if we try to create um, Axios newsletters in cities across the nation? Now we're in 30 cities, including Chicago. We were one of the early adopters about two and a half years ago. Justin and I started the Axios Chicago newsletter, where we send you five of the funnest, coolest, and most important stories every morning to your mailbox and in 3.5 minutes you are a super smart person ready to go to a cocktail party or the water cooler and sound hilarious smart and informed about your city Look at that's that. it wow that is it now did you rehearse that monica because that's fantastic no i just made it all up man you are an incredible improviser have you ever gone to second oh. city because that's pretty amazing haven't one of these days <laughs> you should so it's axios and people can go can people go to axioschicago.com how's that work or um axios.com chicago and you can sign up right there and then you'll be getting our email every morning um and you know smiling and also just feeling like okay i get those complicated policies that the city and state are um are debating right now mm -hmm. you know and i don't have to read two thousand words on them they give me just the most important facts there it is so check it out, axios.com slash Chicago, axios.com slash Chicago. Sign up for the newsletter. It's free, and you'll get all the great news stories every morning, uh, and uh, they do great work over there. So yep. wanted to explain that. Now, before we get to some of the some of the topics that we want to talk about and some of the fun stuff we're going to get to, uh, uh, in, 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 in also, in addition to congratulating you on the book and the book signings and all the fun and all that cool stuff, you're on the cover of Illinois Alumni Magazine. What? Um, I know that what's in the works. Is that already out? Holy moly. Yeah. Yeah. I saw you on the cover of it. And it's it's uh, Illinois Alumni Magazine. There's an article about you. So am I is this an, am I scooping someone? Is this is you? This is... Um, well, they didn't send me a copy and I probably <laughs> should. I should probably subscribe. Um, wow. OK. Does the picture look good? You, you look can send great. it to me later. Okay. No, you look great. You look great. You look fantastic. You uh, always that's look great. all that matters, of course. You, know, you look. You always look great. It's it's Aldi. That's why you were wearing the Aldi clothing. That's oh, that nice, nice. It's House of Aldi. Um, no, yeah. So Illinois Alumni Magazine. Um, uh, obviously, you know you are an alumni of uh, of uh, U of I. That's right. And uh, a proud alumni. 
and uh, they 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 did. I have not read the article. I've not read the the article yet, but I did see the the headline, and I saw you on the cover, and I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. I have to read that, but I thought I'd bring it up. Uh, what did they? I mean, obviously, you haven't read the article or anything yet, but what was yeah. the interview about? Because they they mentioned. You know, going all the way back to when you were 15, when you were working for Roger, um, working with Roger at the Sunset. Rob, sorry, Roger, because we both know him. Uh, yeah, Roger <laughs> Ebert. Yeah. Roger Ebert, yeah, because everyone's going to, yeah, that Roger, Roger Ebert. No, because we both knew Roger. Um, but you worked for Roger Ebert. In what capacity when you were 15 at the Sun-Times, um, once again, to remind people? Sure, yeah. Roger was dating my mom um, through my teens, and he was kind of like a stepfather, godfather to me, actually, throughout my whole life. And um, and when I was 15, he said, Ingrid, that's my mom's name, um, we need a copy clerk at the Sun-Times. Do any of your kids need a job this summer? And I was like, I'm not doing anything. And I turned 16 in a few weeks. Uh, yeah. Could I apply? And so I did, and in 1985, I fell in love with newspapers, and I haven't left uh, journalism ever since. Isn't that amazing? Well, what do they yeah. cover in the article? And uh, congratulations, you know, well, you are a successful- I haven't seen it, but- well, You're a successful you. Illinois alumni, and you are now featured in this magazine, a really cool article, which I have not read, but when they interviewed you, we don't know what made the cut. You know how this works. You know, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, yeah. you're a journalist. You know how it works from interview to what ends up you know, yeah. <laughs> in the paper or in the magazine or online. Uh, what did you cover? Do you remember some of the things that you talked about and some of the more memorable things that they asked you about? Um, yeah, a lot of it was, you know, um, tell me about how you got into journalism and how you have I affected that and uh, what you do today and how you see journalism. Um, and um, yeah, and, you know, it could have seemed like they were interviewing me for a puff piece, but it could be an expose. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure... There's nothing. I, I hide nothing. I am an open book, always putting blah 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 everything on the internet. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I'm. It, it it appeared that it was just going to be sort of a profile of, of a gal from Chicago who went to U of I and continued uh, being a scrivener for the rest of her life up until now. Well, you should you should check it out. And I'm saying everybody, not and 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 you since you haven't seen it yet. Yeah, <laughs> I'm curious. But well, a little but scared. Yeah. Your experience uh, as as a person who went to U of I. What was that experience like? I mean, obviously you're a proud. Uh, you know, you you've oh, mentioned it a lot over yeah. the years, and uh, yeah. obviously, and Roger was very proud of that school as well. Yeah, I mean, he basically, um, you know, when he realized he and I have the same birthday, June 18th, um, he was born in 42, I was born in 69, um, he immediately said, wait a minute, this is this is a sign, so I must guide the rest of your life. So, you know, <laughs> and, and, you know, he only was half joking. And so he said, um, okay, well, you know, start working at the Sun-Times, and, you know, he would give me tips and help help edit my stories, my early teen stories for the Sun-Times about teen dance bars like Medusa's and teen fashion. And then he said, and you know, of course, you need to go to U of I. And I was not the greatest student. Um, I, I went to Lane Tech, always did very well on, on uh, standardized tests, but, you know, Monica could put in more effort was an, uh, often a refrain on my report right, card. Right. And so when there was that scandal that the Tribune uncovered that there were like certain influential people who, who got kids into U of I using influence, I called Roger. I'm like, you didn't get me into U of I, did you? He's like, <laughs> I did nothing. Um, so I think it was that I'm half Hispanic and I, I did really well on my standardized tests. So despite my grades, I got into U of I. 
And then Roger said on um, the first quad day, so you, you get there and then there's a, um, a couple days later, there's quad day where all the clubs line the quad and say, hey, do you want to join this, you know, the Latin club? He said, you go straight to the Daily Illini booth and you say, you're signing up. I'm like, mm. okay. So I did that and that was a wonderful experience. A lot of the people I worked with at the Daily Illini, um, I still see today, a lot of them run cranes, actually. And wow. um, yeah. so I worked at the Daily Illini, and um, I had actually a film and theater review television show, a cable show there. And um, and then he said, and you need to do a year abroad, probably England. Okay, so I did a year abroad my junior year in London and uh, came back, worked at the DI again. Dave Eggers was one of my editors at the Daily Illini. Mm. Um and then Roger's like, you know, um, and then I continued to work at the Sun-Times post-college. Then there were no jobs when I returned from Uzbekistan, where my my husband at the time and I were doing his field work. He was a U of I uh, graduate student, too. Anyway, then I worked at the Tribune. He was not happy, Roger, that I was working at the Tribune right, for 16 years. Right. But I'm like, look, there were no jobs at the Sun-Times. And then I went for, to WBZ. Anyway, so that was the thing. But U of I, you know, was really influential in shaping my life. I, I should say I also did an investigation of some ethics policies at U of I, and they were not happy I did that. I did that when I was at WBZ. Mm -hmm. There was a, um, a food science professor who seemed to be taking large amounts of money from a multinational corporation oh. and then advising different countries on whether or not they should use the products of that corporation. And U of I could not explain Ooh. why they were allowing that to happen. They were not happy with me. But, you know, as a journalist, you have to, you can't pick and choose uh, right. who you're going to investigate. Right. Even if well, you are an alumnus. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but, by the way, how did I not know that you went to Lane? Did you go to Lane too? No, I didn't. My father did. But I went to, oh. uh, I took the Addison bus past Lane all the time because I went to Luther oh. North. Um, oh, I was, I was going to go to Lane because I grew up right by Wrigley Field. Yeah. So I was going to go to Lane or Lakeview. Um, but... But summer between like eighth grade, like right around eighth grade, my parents are like, wow, you're really um, you're really hanging out with a lot of people who smoke pot and drink. So you're going and all, religious and all of those people. Oh, no, that's I that was I went there, but I did not no, go but, religious. Okay. <laughs> well, so we're sending you to a religious. School, yeah, 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 yeah. That, yeah. that had no effect on me whatsoever. <laughs> but no, but they were like, you know, you've been hanging out with these people. And by the way, they're all going to Lakeview or they're all going to Lane. All these people that you're, you're not going to those schools. Um, and uh and I and I and, and I will say this, uh, you know, it worked out. It worked out in my favor because uh, I started bartending back in that neighborhood again years and years later, and I saw a lot of those guys who went to Lane and went to Lakeview, and they were all like <laughs> on their they were on their fifth divorce, and they were alcoholics, and I was like, oh, okay, good move, me going to Lakeview. Oh, so so you saw me when I went into the bar? No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I served you a couple of times. I yeah. overserved you a couple of times, Monica. That's what happened. So, but yeah, well, I didn't know you went yeah. to Lane. It's a, a, I did yeah. all four of my, well, so there are four of us in the first batch of kids and, and all four of us went to Lane. And yeah. so I was expected, I, I feel like I'm such a sheep, like everyone just tells me what to do, but I, I was uh, expected to go to Lane because I, my, all my brothers and sisters ahead of me did. I remember I took the test to get into Lane because you had to take a standardized test yeah. to get into Lane and yeah. I passed it and everything. But I was always, every time I, because I hung out in that neighborhood all the time. I lived at Addison and Ravenswood. So, I mean, oh, that's where wow. I grew up. Yeah. And so I lived right on Addison. And so, um. Uh, that I, I would go to the it used to be a jack in the box across the street and then it was a noggles yeah. and then all the, you know all that crap <laughs> I love uh, how you now it's exactly a popeyes it's a popeyes yeah. now yeah. um yeah. but i used to hang out there all the time but i was always intimidated by the size because that school is huge five thousand kids when i was there yeah man also 
I I went back I went back there and hung out there a little bit because I'm actually in the movie Wildcats. So it's my brother. He played uh, one of the football players. Is that was that right? What my, was, sh- what was your role? My, um, I should I should specify that my legs are in Wildcats. Oh, okay. Because I'm sitting in the stands and my legs are dangling over uh, over over the side of uh, of the stands and you can you can see my legs right above uh, Goldie Hawn's uh, shoulder. That's so funny. My yeah. brother um, after he graduated, my brother Scott. Uh, did some acting and he was um, he was on the team and I remember my mother was like uh, Monica after school you know you have to go find your brother and give him this I don't know like this 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 book that I need to give him so I'm like okay mom so after school I go and they're shooting and I see this guy I said hi do you know Scott Ang can you give him this book and he says what's your name and I'm like Monica and then Scott said, you know, Woody Harrelson, he told me, oh, you got a cute sister. And I, and I told him, stop flirting with her. I said, well, who's Woody Harrelson anyway? <laughs> That's right. Woody Harrelson's in that movie. That's right. So isn't, um, I know that the, I know, here's the, here's, the, here's the person that I remember the most from that movie. This will give you the time period. The dude in uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, Nick Corey. Um, he gets, God, how does he die in Nightmare on Elm Street? He's, he's, uh. I don't scare see scary movies, so I'm not yeah, sure. He, about that. Well, he's in Nightmare on Elm Street. He he gets yeah. he's he's the girlfriend of, of Amanda Wiss, who gets who's the who has the who is the first big kill in the first Nightmare. Oh boy! But anyway, he's that. I remember him. I remember seeing him, and I'm like, oh cool, he's in that because Nightmare on Elm Street was popular at the time when the movie when when they were shooting the movie. That's funny. So, and Wesley yeah. Snipes. Yeah. Wesley Snipes is in it too. That's right. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Not a very good movie though. No, no. We we occasionally watch it just to say, "Hey, there's Scott." Yeah. Does he have Does he have a lot? Does he do a lot in it? Or uh, he he um he plays football and then he says something like, "Oh, gee," like when they lost a game or something. <laughs> Not a lot of lines. <laughs> That's great. We'll have to watch that for so for yeah. Scott Ang. We have to look yes. for Scott Ang. And, yes. Who's the star of Wildcats? Okay. That's right. I didn't think. I bet you didn't think you'd be talking about Wildcats at Lane Tech. Today. I did not. No, no. I, right, I thought that. it was going to be all about uh, riverboat hot tubs. And well, okay, migrants. let's do that. Let's. You, <laughs> you mentioned it. I saw the pictures, Justin and and, and some other people. You and Justin Carrie were in a. Carrie and Moyle, yeah. Carrie and Moyle, yep. All in a hot tub on the river. Explain that if you can. Well, so um, I guess other cities have done it, but this was the first year Chicago has introduced winter hot tub cruises on the Chicago River. And we thought that it was so wacky that we would love to try a press sample of it. So on a cold December day, we all got into our bathing suits. Some of us um, uh, wore, <laughs> Justin wore a big cable knit sweater as a bit, because he's always doing bits. Um, and it was actually really fun. Was you get it? into the tub. It's about 104 degrees in the tub. And then um, Justin says it's very difficult to navigate. Um, but you, it's not like you're, you know, speed boating down. Oh, wait, wait a second. So you, dri- you actually have to drive the thing as well. Yeah. Yeah. Because otherwise, um, you know, you'd have to like have a captain in there with you. Yeah. Okay. But um, so he, he drove the boat and it's kind of imp- embarrassing because there's an 800 pound limit and so you so if you're going as you know as you would of course um with work colleagues because we all want to get it on with them Uh, but we you know we're all work pals and so um 
I had to ask everybody their weight. And then like our boss was like, wait a minute, I think this violates HR rules. And I'm like, well, I don't know what else to do because they, they said we all have to disclose our weight. Um, so, so we just made it. And um, I went on a diet beforehand so that we stay under. And so you putter, you putter around on the, on, the, on the river. And luckily there's hardly any traffic because if there were, you really wouldn't be able to get out of the way in time. Yeah. And, and actually we had a really good time. We gave a very honest review that, that you have a good time. The, the weight limit thing, if, if people are sensitive about disclosing their weight, can be a little awkward. And um, it is about $156 an hour. So that can be a little pricey for some people. But of yeah. course, we got tons of people, including my son on Christmas Eve saying, Oh, mom, is this what you're doing in the hot tub boat? Because I guess some people got a little funky um, and naked uh, on the river hot tub and people started taking pictures. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm shocked that that happened. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like <laughs> exhibitionists on the river doing the I'm nasty. Sh- I'm sh- I'm completely shocked that 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 it would go there that people would yeah. go there. I oh my god. Yeah. And um, so the the company told us that they reported those uh those rule violators to the authorities because right. you do have to sign the thing saying you promise not to get naked of course. or yeah. to or to fish. <laughs> yeah, I think I'll go fishing. No fishing that. Yeah. Now, yeah. can you bring booze into the cause... You can bring booze, but the driver must promise not to drink any. Must promise. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay, yes. I see. This is and then you sign is... all of these waivers, all of yeah, these yeah. liabilities. So I, as the the like the ringleader, had to say I am responsible if anybody misbehaves. Oh, I see. So they put you up to that task. Okay. Yes. Uh, so let me ask you this then: What happens? So do you have to put a down payment on this thing? Do you have to leave collateral down um, in you case in case credit. you go? Well, I'm yeah. going to take this hot tub and I'm going to Mexico. Right. With it. Can you? <laughs> um, you do have to sign lots of waivers. Uh, give credit cards. Um, and then get insurance. I mean, it was one of those things like you're at the uh, the auto rental place yeah. and like, yeah. are you sure you don't want the insurance? Mm-hmm. Okay, sign this line here that says, I'm reckless and I don't right. want any insurance. So right. of course I got the insurance too. But and um, wh- Okay, where is home base for this? Or are there several home bases along the river where you can Marina get the Marina City. Cousin? Oh, it's so Marina the, City. That's where yeah, you start. Yeah, you start the at dock Marina at Marina City. City. So yeah. the dock at Marina City, you go to Marina City, you go, I want a hot tub, and they go, all right. Well, you need well, to sign I'll... up in advance because actually right. these rezos are going fast. I bet. I bet. So um, especially after that nude thing came out, everybody wanted to do that. Oh, of course, yes. Uh, <laughs> hey, we can screw in a hot tub on the river. That's fantastic. Right. And they assure us that they clean the hot tub between sure. between riders. Mm-hmm. So, um, but, you know, we, we were ready to kind of make fun of it, but it was actually super fun. It was a yeah. gorgeous, clear day. So it felt like you were taking an architectural tour in a hot tub and everybody waves to you from the bridge and says, hey, you post now, a picture. Is there a time limit on how, do you have to give it back? Do you have to get it back to Marina Tower by a certain, by a certain yeah, time? Yeah, two hours. Two hours, okay. Yeah. So what do they do if you're out past two hours? Do they send out a, a, a hot tub? <laughs> do they send a hot tub to chase you or what? 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 Um, they, uh, well, that's a good question. They do have boats. Uh, you have a CB radio and there's a guy named Tony who tells you, you got to come back. And the name of our boat is bubbles. So they said, um, at the one hour and 45 minute mark, you need to get on that CB and say bubbles to Tony, bubbles to Tony coming in. And we all wanted to be the one who said that. I'm sorry, but I love the fact that the dude you had to talk to was Tony. I don't know. Somehow yeah. that just that totally fits in with people getting naked yeah. and rolling around. Like, hey, I got to call Tony. Let him know we'll be yeah. back in 15 minutes. 
And as Tony was giving the directions on how to uh, steer it, even though I was the signer, of course, I, I guess who he was giving the directions yeah. to. Justin, yeah. of course. Yeah, exactly. Of course. <laughs> I'm like, okay, fine, fine. Yeah. I'm not going to win this, yeah. Uh, but overall fun. And is there a um, a season for this? Does it run from one day to um, another? December to April. Because I December guess a April. lot of people are not going to want to be in a hot tub in the middle of summer. But, no, um, no. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. not on, not on the, not on the water. I can, I can, yeah. I can imagine that on the river. Um, okay. All right. Well, that sounds like it's fun. Make sure you, make sure you talk to Tony, make sure you go on a diet because they're going to weigh you as soon as you walk in. So, right. Uh, and, and be comfortable telling everybody in the boat how much you weigh. Yeah. Um, it's, it's the electric boat company and, um, it, it's actually pretty fun. Okay. All right. Well, there it is. There's your, uh, hot tub river rafting. If you if you yes. want to do that, and uh, and would you recommend uh, Justin as a good pilot? Yes, he is uh, available most week <laughs> and evenings after we file the newsletter to navigate your hot tub boat. That's right, and he's keeping an eye on his weight so he doesn't like push. There it you over go, the right, edge, so. right. He and Tony have been talking about opening up a business themselves. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. <laughs> There's that. Uh, okay, so I saw your Italian beef quiche. Yes. Uh, boy, boy, I was drooling when I looked at that. And then somehow it went to Reddit, your recipe yeah. did. So tell me yeah. about that, because you, you, you cook a lot, as we've talked about before. You cook a lot, you eat a lot, you experiment with food a lot. How did you find this Italian beef quiche? What was it like? How did it taste? And then how the hell did it end up going to Reddit? Well, I, um, I saw that a bunch of people, or at least one person, uh, was making Italian beef stuffing during the Thanksgiving holiday. Mm. And I was like, oh, that sounds like pretty good. So I, I ran over to Al's and I got one and I chopped it up and then I baked it and it was kind of crispy on top and then kind of um, bready and chewy in the middle because I got it dipped. Um, of course. Of course and then did. I thought, <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. And then I was like, you know what? What if you added a few eggs? Like I've got, you know, uh, my mom coming over for brunch in a couple of days. How would that be? And then that was pretty good. I was like, well, what if you added more eggs and cream and then soaked it overnight and then baked it in the morning? So what I'm saying is you get two um, dipped jardinera and sweet peppers beefs, and then you chop them up into small pieces. Then you mix them with about three quarters of a cup of cream, six eggs, mush that all together, put it in a buttered uh, uh, pie pan, and then weigh it down, uh, cover it with plastic, then weigh it down with a book or a pan or something. Let it sit in the fridge overnight. In the morning, you wake up, pop it in the oven, um, maybe put some nice jardinera or some roasted peppers on top to make it prettier, and then it puffs up oh, like man. this nice souffle. And then it's like creamy and eggy. And if you get cheese, cheesy in the middle with uh, like these nice little studs of uh, jardinera and like rich beef. And it was so good. I served it on Christmas morning and there was not a drop left. I bet. No, I saw the picture of it and I was drooling. I literally yeah. was like, oh my God. This but yeah, someone delicious. took it from my feed and put it on Reddit and just said a Chicago journalist made this. And then I was like, oh, no, there are going to be people saying mean things. And mostly they weren't mean things. There were a few things that said that looks like, okay, I don't know if I can say this, poop say, from a butt. And that got poop. lots of likes. So shit from an ass is what they... Yeah. 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 Okay. Right. Oh, is that is that a um, like a common saying? Shit from an ass? Yeah. No, I was Reddit? called that many times, but I don't think it's common. Uh, oh, okay. There you go. Is it, is it, I don't know if that's not a cliche. I've, I've never really... <laughs> 
Where else does it come from? I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know, but yeah. Is, like is there kid... another? Is there another place that? It, is there another place yeah. it comes from? I'm not, I'm not well, it didn't feel very good for people to say that about my quiche, but uh, <laughs> and then a lot of people liking it didn't feel really good either. So just weird. So somebody grabbed it off of your feed and just like threw mm-hmm. it on Reddit, and that's how it yeah. happened. Yeah. And, and 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 I will say this: that did I would expect I would have expected the responses to not so much be about you know poop from a butt, um, but yeah. more about how unbelievably Chicago that is. Yeah, I got like, a lot of, of those. Of course, you're gonna make. Of course, you're yeah. gonna make a quiche out of Italian beef with jardinier. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was it was like I'd say eighty nine percent positive comments. Um, of course. And then and then the the, the poop from the butt one. Um, so. <laughs> But, uh, By the but, way, that's uh, something you have to watch out for when you go to the hot tub thing. Is uh, yeah, exactly. You know, and you, you want to evacuate out. the tub if that happens. <laughs> um, but we're gonna run the full recipe in our Sunday newsletter on Axios. Oh, awesome! Or you okay, can find so it on the website. Okay, yeah. axios.com/chicago. Sign up for the newsletter, and you'll get the recipe for the Italian beef quiche, which, uh, as Monica described, was fantastic. Uh, yeah, speaking of so food, easy to make. Speaking of food, the year in food. Yeah. Tell me a little yeah. bit about uh, about that. Um, you covered that, and I mean, obviously, during the course of a year, Monica, you cook a lot, you eat a lot, and sometimes you you are a very adventurous eater as well. Um, is it adventurous or adventuresome? I think probably both work. I think both. I think yeah. right. I'm asking yeah. you because you went to U of I. That's why I'm asking. Yeah, you, you know. Uh, <laughs> so but the year in food. What were your favorite things? Give me a little summation of 2023 in the world of food for you. Well, I mean, I, I was uh, I was mostly sort of trying to say for the year of food in Chicago, yeah. um, you know, we got a lot of uh, we got a boost from the bear. Um, oh, I bet. Know, yeah. they, they called out a bunch of restaurants. And of course, they, you know, they're going to probably clean them up, clean up in the Emmys. And they just got a lot of Golden Globes. Yeah. So um, and so a lot of restaurants did well that way. But restaurants were also recovering. You know, this was like their first year uh, recovering sort of fully from the pandemic. Right. And um and, and a lot of them say that they're still not, you know, fully recovered. Um, but uh, this was also the year that um, city council passed um, some uh, legislation that uh, a lot of restaurateurs are not super happy about, but uh, workers are happy about. And um, so, so I, I was looking forward to say, okay, so that happened, but what? Um, What's going to happen in 2005, in 2024? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Boy, you were jumping yeah. all over the place. Today. I know, right? 2024, isn't it? Yeah. And, and so that's what I did. And, you know, also a lot of the restaurants, we got a lot of really interesting Asian fusion restaurants in really? um, 2023. And a lot of them, you know, sort of really did well. Um, Thatu, which is a, uh, is a Chicago restaurant, that is that serves uh, Southern Indian cuisine from Kerala um, by a Korean American woman is uh, for many people the top restaurant of the year. Um, Kasama, of course, was huge, mm. um, and uh, Valhalla. They that's actually a Filipino American chef. Um, Gangnam Market opened up. Oh yeah, um, yeah, which is yeah, super yeah, cool. Yeah, have you have you yeah. have you made it there yet? I have. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, it's great. It's great. I, I and I I remember you went to the big press preview. We talked about it here on the yeah on the podcast and uh, yeah, amazing stuff. Amazing. 
So it's like a, it's like you feel like you know it's sort of in a mini um, Blade Runner slash yeah. food court. Yeah. Um, Juk Sing is another one that takes uh, Asian street food and kind of puts a spin on it. Um, Akahoshi Ramen, uh, Ramen Lord um, uh, Mike Santover, Sat Satinover, he finally opened his sort of like craft ramen place. Lilac Tiger also has some South Asian influence and Boonies on Western. Um, so it was a, it was a big year for Asian fusion restaurants, but also Warlord, which is not Asian fusion, but it's like this kind of no reservations, late night Belmont and uh, Milwaukee sensation uh, where people like wait in line down the block to get this like fire roasted food by these like three uh, great chefs who left other restaurants. Is it um, a late night place? Is it? Is it, it is like... open till 1 a.m. Wow. Okay. Yeah, and like, you know, Belmont and Milwaukee, what, you know? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's so, Mil the, the Milford Theater used to be right over there. That's <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, so then I talked about like what uh, what I'm looking forward to this year. You know, the Romova Theater opened and Kevin yeah. Hickey, Hickey is uh, re like uh, resurrecting the Romova Grill that I used to go to for chili. Mm -hmm. And so he's doing a lot of um, sort of diner takeoffs there. Um, and I've been interviewing this guy uh, for the last year and a half who said, uh, Monica, um, I'm, a, I'm a chef who wants to open up a restaurant that, um, that is going to be, that's going to give a living wage to all its workers, that's going to use only farm fresh produce, and is going to have 30 brand new courses every day. I said, that sounds crazy to me, and I don't think you can achieve it, <laughs> yeah. but I will document your doing this. And he had hoped to open this fall. I'd been interviewing him over a year and a half. Yeah. And uh, so I caught up with him, and he said, I, I swear I'm going to open up this spring. It's going to open up this spring. It's going to be called Feld Restaurants, right next to uh, Lao Peng Yu um, on Chicago Avenue, I believe, in West Town. And he says he's going to open it up, and I, and I really look forward to this restaurant. Yeah. Oh, there's something. All right, cool. All right. Uh, well, so, what is with the what, what is there is there any uh, uh, kind of um, reason for the for the 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 huge popularity in Asian fusion at this point? Is there something about that uh, that specifically that people found interesting that it's ha or, or 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 do trends like this happen every year and we just get a we get a bunch of things at the same time? It's hard to know, but you know, I, a lot of Filipino cooks have really um, like you know kind of risen through the ranks um like like uh the folks at uh, the flores uh, uh tim flores and genie at um at kasama which of course mm. got a huge boost from the bear yeah um, and then there's a, a filipino chef at valhalla and boonies i think people are starting to really recognize uh the quality of their food and you know korean is getting very hot um oh uh erling Wu bauer and chris jung uh, have just opened Maxwell Trading, which also has lots of Asian oh, themes, okay. but he does not. Uh, I talked to Erling Wu Bauer and he said, please don't call it Asian fusion. I'm like, what am I supposed to call it? He said, it's called Chicago food. <laughs> so um, okay. all right. I was like, all right, I'm not sure people are going to know what to expect, but they've got these incredible, um, what they call them, griddle cakes, where it looks like an English muffin, but it's like the most delicious, crispy, um, tender, and 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 sort of uh, fluffy uh, bread cake you've ever had, and then mm. it's it's uh, studded with scallions, and I think that's going to be one of the dishes of the year mm. um, over at their place, which is like strangely on on a it's is really near Ever, so it's like near Ogden and Carroll Street and Fulton. 
Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. So lots of interesting stuff happening, but yeah, Asian stuff is really um, is really doing well. And do you remember Ducks Ducks Hot Dog Stand on Ashland yep. that closed this year? Yep. Well, um, whoever bought the spot um, has gotten uh, has applied for a liquor license, oh, and God. they're going to open it up <laughs> as a place called Modern Relish, where you can have I don't know a shot of Malort with your hot dog. Oh my God! And wow. So, that okay. sounds I, like it'll be interesting spot. Yeah, that'll, that'll be interesting to see, you know, who shows up there at 1 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. That'll be fantastic. <laughs> All right. All right. We need another late-night place for people to chow down on on Ashland. That's exactly what we need. Oh, that's um, right. El Presidente wasn't enough. So they, they, oh, man. I remember I went there one uh, New Year's morning. Oh, um, God. <laughs> and nothing else was open. And I like I, I'm not a drinker, but I did have a, a small party in my house where we had vodka and mm. um, and Russian food. And I think one of those vodkas was not the greatest because everybody felt very sick the next morning. So yeah. I went to get menudo at, um, yeah. at El Presidente that morning. I've, uh, I, I was a drinker, uh, <laughs> Monica, a big drinker, <laughs> and I've been to El Presidente many, many times. Oh, do you get menudo for a hangover cure? No, I would just stuff my face with burritos and stuff. So because I was because I was usually loaded while I was there. So I don't know if I I don't know if I've ever been to El Presidente sober. I don't think I and I haven't and I I quit drinking in 2015. So it's been it's been a while. Um, So but yeah, El Presidente that was one of those. Yeah, where are we going? Let's just go there. You know, because it's open 24 hours a day. Exactly. All right. Well, um, I, I wanted to make sure we get to this before we let you go. Um, I know that you're um, you really wanted to talk. You really love to talk about the Chicago composting program. And it's yes. an important thing. And I know it's I know it's high on your list of things that you want to get to vocal to be vocal about. So please tell us all about the, the composting program, because it's important. And Chicago's got a unique one, I think. Yeah, well, um, Chicago finally in um, October said, all right, we are going to allow every Chicagoan to um, to collect uh, their food scraps and bring it to um, uh, 15 sites around the city. And we're going to turn this into beautiful uh, uh, soil enriching compost instead of sending it to the landfill where the city has to spend a lot of money on that. And it creates methane and contributes to global warming. Right. So. Um, so I wrote about that, and then two months later, I said, so how are we doing on this, and which neighborhoods have signed up? Because what they want people to do is, is say, okay, here, I'm, I'm at this address, and so you know, here's where I'm going to be dumping my compost. Because secretly, they wanted to know which neighborhoods would be best in Chicago to start uh, an actual pilot where they come to your house to pick it up, like they do in San Francisco and Seattle and Portland. And now in New York City, all five boroughs are getting um, food scrap pickup at their house. Holy so eventually, cow. yeah, and, you know, and like, so if New York can do it, come on. So eventually you will have one um, container for garbage, a very small one, one for recycling, which will be the largest one, and then one for food scraps in Chicago. And um, a little birdie named Matt Martin, Alderman Matt Martin, said he believes this will start this fall in Chicago, at least in one area. And so I said, okay, let me see which areas are doing best. And guess what area is number one in the city by far in signups? It's the the compost drop-off area in Bowmanville, which serves... Lincoln Square, Rogers Park, Andersonville, mm. Ravenswood, 
um, all areas that, you know, have already have like, you know, strong gardening programs and seem to be fairly progressive. It seems like that kind of tracks. And then Logan yeah. Square is after that. And then my area, my pickup area, um, uh, drop off area, Avondale is number three. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can look and you can see like where, where all the different pickup areas rank. But I, I think it's such a positive thing because we can divert 20% yeah. of Chicago's garbage to these areas and then instead of making methane you know to 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 ruin the the climate you can make great stuff to grow your tomatoes yeah yeah that's great that's fantastic that's great news that is really really great news so so i did and, a uh, video of myself writing my my writing my you know tangerine peels and and food scraps over to it okay there you go and you can, check you can all see that, that on my instagram on your instagram and uh people can follow you on instagram they can follow you on all the socials you're out there monica ang um and at axios.com slash chicago for your newsletter sign up for that and get all the really cool stuff uh monica always a blast to talk to you um Same. And, and it was great seeing you at the at the book signing which was a really lovely event and yeah. uh and, and happy new year and and, and we'll talk to you uh, in february all right, take care. Oh, and today I've got a, a story about which footlong sidekick you should get at Subway. The uh, $5 footlong cookie, the churro, or the pretzel, and you'll have to read it to find out. There you go. And that's it. That's, see, these are all the great things you get when you go to axios.com <laughs> Chicago and you sign up uh, and you sign up for the newsletter. Thanks, all right, Monica, uh, always yeah. a delight. I'll talk to you next time. Take care. Bye-bye. All right, see you later. That's the great Monica Ang, everybody. And now you know how this is great. Esmeralda Leon. Esmeralda. Yeah, Esmeralda Leon, yeah, Esma, I'm talking about that Esma, Esmeralda Leon, yeah, Esmeralda, yeah, yeah, oh, Esmeralda Leon, yeah, yeah, get yourself some Esma, love me some Esma. Esmeralda Leon, yeah. Yeah. Esmeralda. Esmeralda Leon is here. Joins us on every episode of the Nick D Podcast. This is episode number 210. 210 episodes, Esmeralda. Oh, my goodness. Isn't that kind of crazy? That's a lot. That's a lot. (laughs) That's a lot of talking. That is. It's just me yammering on and people going, why don't you shut up? But anyway, I'm still talking. Um, (laughs) (laughs) This is Esmeralda Leon. Hi, Esmeralda. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm all right. Things are crazy, but they're good. <laughs> they're, they're good. A little, a little crazy right now <laughs> in my life, but uh, we'll see what happens in the world. Uh, so anyway, uh, it's the new year. Anything anything amazing happened so far in the new year? Now, we talked a, a few episodes ago about New Year's resolutions. And remember, I ran down mm-hmm. that list mm-hmm. for you, and you said either that was a good resolution or a dumb resolution that was actually we had a blast doing that i got a lot of nice feedback on that how much fun people had um with you saying no that's dumb or (laughs) or or, no that's good (laughs) Um, did you did you take on any new year's resolutions here we're only a few days into the we're a a little over a week into the new year um not really no (laughs) didn't really think about it i mean Mm -hmm. you know the old let's try to eat better Mm-hmm. workout thing but it's not like i'm gonna do it and by this time and like i just i mean i started trying and looking into it before yeah. the new yeah. year so it's not 
but, so uh, but there hasn't been anything specific. Right, not no. set in stone. By February 14th, I'm going to be this, and I'm going to do that. And by March, I'm going to right. have this and all that stuff. Yeah, none of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not good at that either. How about you? Yeah. No. <laughs> Actually, my, my, resol- my resolution is to try and get through every fucking day without going nuts. That's basically, there what's, you go. That, that's basically what's my, has, been, has been what I've been trying to do now for the past month and a half, is try, <laughs> trying not to go completely insane or lose my mind um, or just have a nervous breakdown. That's all I'm trying to do is not have a nervous yeah. breakdown in 2024. That's all I'm trying to do. So There you go. I mean, yeah. I think that's a lot of people's. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it is. It is. And I don't want to sound like I'm, you know, I'm alone, you know, having these issues because millions of people out there have fucked up lives and issues that they have to deal with every day. So I don't want to sound like I'm, you know, bitching and moaning. But right now I'm having some time. I'm having some weird shit. <laughs> <It's happening>. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, I'm seeing Mean Girls the musical tonight. Oh, I don't know what to make of it. We were talking about this before we started recording, and the, the, so by the time this drops, I will have seen it already, mm-hmm. and I will have reviewed mm-hmm. it on the Steve Cochran show on uh, Friday morning, um, the twelfth. Uh, uh, I will be reviewing mm. it on mm-hmm. the Steve Cochran mm-hmm. show. And if you want to listen to the Steve Cochran show, he's on Monday through Friday, five thirty a.m. to nine a.m. It's the best morning show in the city on WLS AM, the Big Eighty Nine, celebrating their one hundred years, and Ooh, wow. celebrating their one hundred years, and actually on the correct. Uh, in, during the correct year, as opposed to the car wash where we used to work oh, at, where wow. they decided they would celebrate their 100 years two years earlier because they're morons at WGN. See, <laughs> this year is actually the, the 100 year anniversary of WGN, but the idiots who run the place uh, decided that they were going to celebrate two years earlier for some unspecified idiotic reason so that they could sell as much merch as possible in case maybe business right. change, you know, in case the business changes hands or something. They wanted to get as much money yeah. in as possible. So let's celebrate the 100th anniversary on year 98 because morons run that station. So anyway, but yeah, so you anyway, know, they sorry. Just, uh, they just estimated up. That's yeah, all. it's like, whatever, man. Let's just get the merch out there. Get the hats, get the, get the you know, we'll... We'll do a TV special that's two years too early and all this other crap so we can get all kinds of attention and generate all kinds of money because the people who run that station are fucking idiots. So anyway, uh, so that's that. Anyway, LS is 100 years, like officially, like for real, actually accurate, 100 years old. Yeah. So they're doing all kinds of fun stuff at LS during the entire year of 2024. And it was all kind of kicked off at, um, you know, um, earlier this week on, uh, on Cochran Show. So they're doing all kinds of fun Oh, stuff. very nice. Yeah. So I'll be a part of that celebration on uh, Friday, which, of course, right now is when you're listening to this. That's when it's happening because that's when this drops. Mm. So, isn't that great? So did you like Mean yes. Girls, the, 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 the original? I mean, obviously yeah. the original movie. Yeah, I enjoyed, I enjoyed the original Mean Girls. Um, I'm not big on musicals, so we'll yeah. see if it, uh, if it entices me. Well, it the probably other thing- won't. The other thing is, Esmeralda, now you know it's a musical, but the way they're advertising it, you would never know. The way that they've been advertising this movie, they don't play a song. They don't show a clip of any kind of musical number whatsoever. If you Mm -hmm. were to just look at the TV commercials and even the trailers without knowing ahead of time that this is because it was a Broadway musical. Mean Girls became a Broadway musical. Um, And if you didn't know that and you were like, oh, this is a reboot, a 20 years later reboot of Mean Girls, cool. And you walk in there and they start breaking out into the song every 10 minutes. You're going to be like, what? <laughs> I mean, that's what I thought when I first saw the trailer. I was like, oh, they're redoing Mean Girls? 
Right. And I didn't realize until I looked into it further that it was a musical. So at least there's that. It's not just yeah. a complete reboot. Right. No, it's a full on musical. And you would never know that by the commercials. And I think people yeah. who are listening to this no, who just went, not at all. Not at all. You would never know that. You're like, oh my God. Cause I, I know that like when the first musical number hit, like I'm going to a screening tonight and it's, it's partially press mm-hmm. and partially public. And I know that like, cause the people that don't know when that first full musical number happens, like probably right after the credits or during the credits, people are going to be like, what, what, what? <laughs> what's, <laughs> what's happening? What's going on? So. Anyway, it'll be interesting to see. I hope it's good. You know, um, I really liked it. I really like Mean Girls a lot. I love it because, in that, and that was at mm-hmm. that time. That was at the time when I was like way into the Lohan. Like yeah, way, like okay, I was like, this girl has got the most promise. Like she is going to be some. She's going to get Oscars. She's got an incredible future. And then she started hanging out with you know Paris Hilton and all those other idiots and, and getting involved in all that crap and. Just, uh, but at that time when Mean Girls came out and she was just coming off of like a Freaky Friday and she was in Parent Trap and, um, you know, and, and she was in the Robert Altman movie. She was in the Prairie Home Companion. Mm-hmm. And man, I was like, wow, this girl is going to be something. And nope. But yeah. I, always, I always root for yeah. her, though. You know, I do. I root for, I root for the low end. Yeah, she looks, it looks like she has turned her life she, around and yeah. she is on a better path now. She is. She's sober, married, has a kid now. God bless her, you know. And, uh, but it was yeah. a rough time. You know, she was very young when she hit the, when she hit those, hit, hit those notes. You know what I mean? And it's hard yeah, to. Yeah, and her, her family doesn't seem. No too stable (laughs) no it's the same kind of shit that that britney went through you know what i mean like it's it's sad i mean when you're that young and you have like uh, maybe like really feral members of your family who just want to fucking take your money and Mm -hmm, are kind of mm -hmm. kind of have power of attorney and shit you know like when you're a kid it's rough shit man and you know uh it's it's tough and i'm glad and like you know i'm glad britney is is you know feeling okay you know she's but like uh my girlfriend julie read her book and said it was terrific and and that it yeah. was like really insightful and re- definitely she's like convinced that it was not written by a ghostwriter that it was actually her that it really seems like her I mean it, we re- we seem we make her out to be just like a dummy yeah yeah and that's and that was also like Paris Paris Hilton and she yeah. was like well I was playing a, a character <laughs> yeah. I actually don't even talk like this <laughs> like, yeah um so it's it's you know maybe she just didn't let on she didn't want to let on because one again she had to play a character she had to right. be a certain type of person so yeah we don't know she could be real smart and like witty and funny and whatever and we just don't ever get to see that and, and she went through you know hopefully. at a very at a very early age she was thrust into a giant spotlight millions and millions of dollars and 15,000 managers and people telling her this and telling her that and families that want this and want that and when you're young, you know, like Lindsay Lohan and Britney Spears, they're all very young when this stuff was happening. It was all like, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, be as sexy as pot. You're 17, be as sexy as possible. I don't know if you, yeah. if you saw the interview that was in, um, Jesus, I can't remember what magazine it was, but it was, I read it and it was a, an interview with Jennifer Love Hewitt, who, um, you know, obviously now settled down. She's got a couple of kids and, you know, but like there was a period of time when she was on the cover of stuff magazine all the time and, mm-hmm. and yeah. all that stuff, like wearing next to nothing. And she was like 18 and didn't really understand what was going on. And now looking back at it, these people are in their forties now, you know, or approaching 40 or, you know, whatever. Um, and look back at that and go, man, I was fucked over by people who only wanted money and didn't care about my well being as a 17 year old. Oh and Yeah. That's fucked. Sure. It's really fucked. So, but anyway. Anyway, back to it. I like Mean Girls. 
<laughs> I like the movie. I do too. And also, I think if I'm not mistaken, Tim Meadows is in this. Is in the musical. Yeah, I mean, from the from what I'm seeing in these trailers, yes. Yeah. So, and he, how funny is he in Mean Girls? I mean, my God, he's great. Oh my God! And it was so funny that they had to write that ca- the cast that he's wearing. They had to write that into the script because he showed up on set and went, "Man, I broke my wrist." <laughs> So and that's one of the funniest that's one of the funniest running gags in the movie is the his his, his his cast in the movie. It's so funny. But that just happened. It was like, okay, well, Tina Fey's like, okay, we'll just write it into your character. He's wearing a cast. And <laughs> huge laughs came out of that. So but anyway, so it's a musical. Tim Meadows is in it. I'm looking forward to it. I need something funny right now, so I'm hoping it's good. And I'll let you know. So Yeah. yeah of yeah. course. So uh oh, wait a minute. Hold on a second. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, they like uh, yeah. they like the yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hi, I'm Carrie Russell and I Hi, love Nick's show. I Hi, I'm Carrie Russell and I, I love Nick's show. We talked about her uh her and Ray Romano uh being one of the few highlights of the Golden Globes the other night. It's always fun to see Carrie Russell. So Yeah. She Was just she got wearing a, a yeah, she was. She's wearing a Mean Girls t-shirt right now. So that's it. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. good. She knows it's a musical, right, Carrie? I am Carrie Russell, and I love yeah, she, Nick's show. That's, that means she knows it's a musical. Okay. Uh, yeah. In um, her own language with yeah. you. <laughs> By the way, you know, she got a SAG nomination. Uh, the SAG nominations were announced uh, this morning. And she got a SAG nomination for Best Actress in a Television Drama for uh, The Diplomat. So, oh, quite yeah. nice. Didn't win the Golden Globe, her. but she got nominated. She's got an Emmy nomination. So uh, The Diplomat, terrific show, by the way, on Netflix. If you've not seen it, you should watch okay. season one, and season two is coming back. So, Hey, speaking of TV and seasons and coming back, um, you a fan of Curb Your Enthusiasm? I would imagine you are, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's back what for I've its, seen, I enjoy. It's back for its final season in two weeks. So Nice. That should be fun. Uh, I love Larry David so much. He's just such a jerk. <laughs> He's just a grumpy, complaining old dude, just yelling. And he was <laughs> o- he was old before he was old because he's old now. But even yeah. before he was old, he was old. If you know what I mean, you know. <laughs> I could. I mean, having to write Seinfeld. Yeah. It yeah. kind of does sound like an old man. And he is. He is. Oh. Yeah. And he and he is. I mean, you know that uh, uh, George Costanza is based on. On Larry David, so the Costanza, George well, Costanza character is based on Larry David, you know, and he actually did quit his job and then co- came back and acted like he didn't quit. And that, that happened actually. You remember that episode, right, where George quits his job, yells at his boss and calls him a name, and then comes back and quit and acts as if he didn't quit. Wow! Yeah, no, I do episode. not. <laughs> that's an that's an actual episode of Seinfeld. You know where, wow. where Larry David did that at Saturday Night Live? He went in and he chewed out Lorne Michaels. And then oh, came back because he got home and he went, oh, shit, I don't have any money. I don't have a job. I just quit my job. What am I going to do? And his next door neighbor, who was based on Kramer, was a real guy mm-hmm. who lived across the hall from him, said, you should just go back and pretend like you didn't quit. And that's exactly what he did. Wow. <laughs> wow. I good on them. Yeah. Larry David, I'll tell you. So, Oh, by the way, um, uh, we would like to once again thank and acknowledge our friend uh, Deanna who mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is uh, sending us uh, uh, some exotic snacks from around the world. You you tasted stuff from Spain the last time, correct? Was, yes. Yeah. Yes. And it was fried egg flavored potato chips, 
mm-hmm. uh, which pistachio, were good. Toffee, so toffee. good. Toffee, um, and then hot mangoes, right? Hot, and then spicy yeah, mangoes. Yeah, it was like gummies. Mangoes. Gummies, it was like mango gummies. Yeah. yeah. Well, what so do the we? The company what, is called. The company is called Universal Yums. Universal Yums. And you yourself can do the same thing what we're doing. Yeah. Uh, you can order a box, um, and they send you snacks from all around the world. That's awesome. And so, Esmeralda, my my box, uh, I will I will tell you right now, got stolen from my lobby, as far as yeah. I can tell. My 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 apartment lobby has been known to have stuff stolen from it. Um, but apparently, they didn't want uh, the giant uh, the giant box that I got from Netflix, where they sent a whole bunch of swag from Maestro. Apparently, it, nobody in my building likes uh, Bradley Cooper. Nobody likes Maestro. <laughs> yeah, nobody, <laughs> they're like, nah. No, nobody gives a shit about Leonard Bernstein or or or, or Bradley Cooper because it was a giant box that said <laughs> Maestro on it, and it was loaded with all kinds of shit, and uh, that stayed in the like, lobby. Nah. But as soon as there's a box with candy or snacks in it, that shit's gonna go. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, come so, on. So my, I guess my, my message to, uh, what's it called? Universal Yums, right? Yes. 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 It, my, my message to Universal Yums is if you mail it to me, uh, disguise the package with Bradley Cooper on it and nobody will steal it. Yeah. That's, that. I will say it's like a very colorful box too. So yeah, oh. it's, 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 uh, yeah, I'm amazed that it didn't yeah. get stolen in my building either. Because <laughs> now have you had, now you've lived in apartment buildings in the past. Have you ever had that mm-hmm. issue with people stealing shit from your um, lobby? I just, I don't know. It, it's not a, a matter of it get, getting stolen, really. It's more the fact that, like, in most of the buildings, they don't have lobbies. So then it's either someone's got to buzz you in or um, R- right at a door right, right next to the sidewalk right. <laughs> where someone exactly. will grab it. And- yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, my, mine though, my building is, you do have to be buzzed in. It's not really, it's like a, it's just a, a, a a teeny, a teeny little vestibule with our mailboxes. Um, and, but that door, that, that outside door, you do have to be buzzed in. So the mail, whoever the UPS person was and the mail person was, did get buzzed in, left it in the lobby or maybe left it on the stoop outside. (laughs) Yeah. You never know anymore. I know. And I live right on Irving park. You can't leave like a box of shit right on Irving. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> Although in mine, they'll buzz everybody to try yeah. to get somebody to open the door. <laughs> I think they do that here too. I think they do that here. I'm almost positive. Half the time I don't because I'm like, I didn't order anything. Yeah. <laughs> and I never answer my door unless I, you know what I mean? Unless I know someone's coming, I don't answer my door. And normally exactly. when someone's coming, they'll call me. They'll say, Hey, I'm coming. And then they call me. I never mm-hmm. answer my door. Mm-hmm. Somebody rings my doorbell. I don't answer. <laughs> if I'm not expecting you, I'm not going to open the door. You, I'm not correct. You know, I'm not Mr. <laughs> Social. I don't know anybody in my in my building. I don't want to talk to these yeah, people. Yeah, same, same. So yeah, you and I are exactly alike in that regard. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, I don't want to. No, hmm, no, I'm good. I don't want to complicate things by talking to someone. Thank you. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so what are we? What are you going to taste test today as part of the Universal Yums Fun Box? So today I have, uh, and these are the same brand as those mango gummies, but these are are uh, sour kiwi slices. Sour, but they are kiwi gummies. Slices. Okay, sour kiwi and they look slices. Like kiwi slices. Cool gummies. Okay, and uh, what what else are you gonna taste? And that? then a lemon cream filled cookie. Now is that the same company, or is, are they both from? Well, the, the, obviously the, the gummies um, are no, from, they're all from Spain. Companies. Is the is the is the are the cookies? No, they're from... all from Spain. Yeah. Oh, they're all from Spain. So everything's from Spain. Okay, cool. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. lemon lemon cream cookies from Spain and sour kiwi sliced gummies also from Spain. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, mm-hmm. and we'll get that a little bit later on. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll check that out a little bit uh, later on, and everybody's very excited. About <gasps> McRib is back! Oh, no, you're not uh, tasting McRibs. Fortunately, no McRibs. No McRibs. No that McRibs. would... I don't think it could hold in a box. <laughs> no, it would not. It would be... Ah! Hey, um, by the way, before we get to some, some dumb people doing dumb stuff, mm-hmm. uh, on a serious note... Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bolton. Uh, you know, uh, we have this this bit that we do where we follow Michael Bolton around and it's become like this fun bit that people love. Um, but then Michael Bolton, who kind of canceled a portion of his tour abruptly and has kind of been uh, out of sight for a little while, they, they finally released um, some information about what was going on with him. And on a serious note, um, he had a tumor, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Like and this yeah, is for real. Yeah. I mean, this is not a joke. He had a tumor, right? And in, in his, it was a, mm-hmm. it was, a, it was a, a brain tumor or a tumor in his head, correct? Correct. And he had an operation, um, and that's why he canceled and rescheduled pretty much his whole tour, right? Um, because he had to, he had to get the surgery. Um, but apparently, he's he's doing good. Yeah, yeah. He's so going to take a temporary break. Mm-hmm. You know. He's got the this operation, so he's got to heal, and I'm sure he he probably has to do some kind of therapies and and such. So, yeah, but good yeah. for I'm I'm happy that he's he seems to be you know um, doing well after. Yeah, and it was and it was and, and on a serious note because we make it you know we're making jokes about hanging out with Michael Bolton and stuff even though we do, right? <laughs> right, we do. Even though- um, but it was funny. We don't know it was. <laughs> it, was uh, it was funny how many people reached out to me or to us, like and, and, and tagged you, like saying, "Hey, Michael Bolton," you know, like we like we really were his friend. <laughs> like we yeah. really were his friend. <laughs> like wow, you really kept this a secret. Yeah, like, like we no, don't know him. <laughs> we didn't. We don't know Michael Bolton. It's a it's a wacky bit we're doing uh, on the podcast. But uh, but it was funny how many people let us know that. So. For one, because you know, you know, he's he's a he's a beloved celebrity that people like, and you know, mm-hmm. and he yeah. disappeared for a while, and we were like, hey, I wonder what's wrong with Michael Bolton. Two, it's a bit that we're doing, you know, on the right. show. We and were following him on tour, and then he started canceling. All he started canceling. We we're like, what the hell's wrong with Michael? Michael Bolton? I, I guess we'll have to go talk to Michael and see what's going on. And I think a lot of people were like, hey, man, before you uh, do another bit that might be offensive. <laughs> <laughs> because of the situation with this guy having a brain tumor, you might want to pull the reins back a little, you know, so that's, <laughs> but, uh, but that's what happened to Michael and he is, uh, he's in recovery and the, 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 the mm-hmm. apparently the, the surgery was a success. He's on the road to recovery. And the plan is that he will be back on the road touring and performing for people um, as soon as he is able to do so. So we wish him the best. Yeah. And uh, so essentially and- what happened was all the, I, I don't know when he canceled exactly all the dates, but essentially they're all for just next year. Yeah. And I think they're all around the same like timeline. Right. Because he's supposed to be coming to um, wherever that casino is in Michigan. I can't remember. The the uh, uh, horse casino. Four Winds. The, four Winds. Four Winds Casino. That's right. Four Winds. Horse. Yeah. Four, four Horsemen. Because it's the end of the world the casino. Four, four Horsemen horse- Casino. That's right. <laughs> 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 so. Puck, 
apocalyptic the, in the, here. The, they got apocalyptic <laughs> slot machines in there for you. So, uh, <laughs> uh, well, anyway, yeah. So you know, uh, you know, he, he apparently he's doing well enough that the you know his spokespeople um, and his managers and things like that and the people and his family were like he's he you know he did well after the surgery. He's on the road to recovery, and all mm-hmm. uh, indications are that he will be back performing in front of audiences very soon. And we wish him the best. And 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 so does yeah. and so does uh, Stephen. Gentlemen, Michael Bolton. Maybe at some point. We wish him nothing but the best so we can keep going with our stupid bit. That's exactly <laughs> right. We're being very selfish about this because it was a popular bit <laughs> that our subscribers really liked and we enjoyed doing. And so now, now that you got that operation out of the way and you're going to be back on the road, the important thing is that we can continue to do a stupid bit. That's that's exactly. the important <laughs> That's all he was thinking about. Uh, that's all he was thinking about, too. That's right. All right. I'm an adult. Yeah, that's right. Okay. All right. Um, hey, speaking of adults, see, I'm segueing. You see how wow. I do it? It's pretty amazing, right? Professional. Professional. Yeah, that's right. Um, so we have uh, had this like list of real warnings on real products or at real businesses. And um, mm-hmm. we've talked about because, you know, you and I love to talk about how stupid people are. Because people are stupid. Right. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. And uh, proof that they're stupid is that companies and, uh, and, and corporations have had to include warnings either at businesses or in products or in restaurants or stuff like that because somebody did something unbelievably stupid that now requires a warning to be written. Yeah. <laughs> to yeah, be yeah. Written. So here we've, we've been having a blast doing some of these. So I have a few. Are you ready for some more of these? Mm-hmm. All right. Um, uh, on a muffin packet. Okay. Oh, all right. Remove wrapper, open mouth, insert muffin, eat. What? <laughs> what? Shouldn't it? I think I, I feel like it should say chew. Right. Because, yeah. you know, people yeah. might not. They just should, might just try to swallow it. <laughs> yeah. Or, or even not swallow it. Like maybe you have to instruct these people to swallow you it. Just leave it in there. Let your saliva soften so, it. And it what do you will think, gradually go down your throat. <laughs> what do you think happened that required a muffin company to put that? Like, did they get sued because someone said, I tried to eat your muffin, but I don't know how, and I choked? Is that what? Maybe. I don't know. I did, so I knew a guy. He um he apparently would, like, not chew his food um, and what? just swallow it like a damn duck. Like, wait, just right wait, down wait, the gullet. Wait, 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 and wait, wait, wait. More than... I'm sorry. <laughs> Why did he? I'm sorry. Why did he? Do I don't this? know. Why did he? He just swallow. I have swallow. no idea. But he, he would like he would take big bigger pieces of of food and not <laughs> chew them, and just swallow them again like a duck, just gunk gunk down the throat. Right, like Homer. And... Remember Homer in that episode where uh, Frank Grimes episode where he eats more like yeah, a but... duck when. <laughs> See, but so what happened was apparently this had happened once before. Um, he swallowed, I think it was a piece of steak or something, and it got stuck in his throat. Oh. He wasn't choking. He could still breathe perfectly fine. It was just stuck in there because the dumbass didn't chew it enough. (laughs) Yeah. What what does this guy do for a living? Is he a professional of some kind? You forget? Bartender, maybe? No. 
Okay. I don't know. He was like a friend of a friend. Yeah. And they did tell me the story. I'm just like, Jesus. So what happened to this piece of, this piece of steak? It's not blocking his... It eventually, you know, he... No, it wasn't blocking anything. So he could breathe. He was fine. It was just uncomfortable. And what, <laughs> so what was hilarious, too, was that, like, he refused to go to the hospital uh, without, like, he first... Because I'm assuming he didn't have insurance. Yeah. Um, and he, so he first called hospitals asking how much it would be. They're not going to tell you. Right. (laughs) If you need this done, you got to just go to the hospital and suck it up or not, you know, because it was stuck in his throat. Um, But yeah, he, I guess it eventually passed. It it eventually passes, apparently, because it's food. It'll break down. It dissolved. It it, it broke down. Yeah. Um, But for the time being, it is just stuck in there. So did that? I mean, if this guy, if this was a common practice for this guy to just take, it had chunks, apparently happened of- a, a time before this, <laughs> before even. this one that I <laughs> I heard about. So clearly, just th- like, well, how would you not just chew? Then you would. You it happened once. You think you would have learned your lesson, but apparently right. not. So, so then I guess we know why this muffin warning exists exactly, because of people like this guy. That guy. Yeah, because. <laughs> So excited for their breakfast. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't wait. Oh, and I'm just, I don't. Yeah. I don't. And then it's just in there. That's unbelievable. <laughs> that is unbelievable. Wow. Okay. Well, now this muffin warning's mm-hmm. not so much of a mystery, Esmeralda. You've, you've completely explained it. <laughs> you completely explained it. Um, okay. In a kettle instruction manual, a kettle instruction mm-hmm. manual, the, the appliance is switched on by setting the on-off button to the on position. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's so that was okay. like people. Well, I'm gonna say this. Mm. Um, some of those electric kettles, like they don't say anything. The button's just there, yeah. like on the side. And if you're not like really paying attention or whatever, I guess you wouldn't know. Yeah. But I think it lights up. Usually it'll you would light think, up. Right. That yeah. means that means it's on. Yeah. Julie's got a Julie, Julie's got a kettle at her place, and there's a there's a, a red light that goes on at the bottom. After yeah, it, so yeah, I don't know. But it doesn't say. I don't know if it. I don't know what hers looks like. But I've seen some where it doesn't say anything. No, it's like, just there. Yeah, no, it's it's just there. It's it is. There's nothing on it. There's like a like a, a it's it's a silver. Most of it is silver. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not. It's 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 all silver, and there's like the 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 bottom is black and has that material on the bottom, so it doesn't slide. You know that black material yeah. on the bottom, so it doesn't slide. Mm-hmm. The rubber, the rubber kind of thing on the bottom, and then there's just a red light that goes on. <laughs> that's that's it. <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, I'm not like so mad about that one. Although. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> on off. All right. How about this? Um, on a bottle of rum, open bottle before drinking. Well, drunk, so that you know. Well, how do you how do you do it otherwise? Break it. <laughs> You just gotta yeah, break off. Yeah, that's the... what it is because they think you know what that that's probably my guess is that <laughs> that that, that warning broke off. The is neck. For, it's that's that's for pirates because that's how they drink. They're, they just and they smash the bottle and drink it. That's how people they are sabering bottles of rum. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's. <laughs> they don't know how to take the screw off. The yeah, screw off it's all <laughs> it's all they saw Johnny Depp do it and they were like, well, that's how I guess how that's how you drink rum. So yeah. If yeah. I saw Johnny, but yeah, on a bottle of rum, open bottle before drinking. Mm. Okay. Right. I mean, it's okay. Or maybe not if you need that advice. 
maybe you shouldn't drink more rum. Maybe right. that maybe that maybe <laughs> that's something that you Just shouldn't. Let, you know, I think you'll figure it out if you really, really. <laughs> can do it if not just let them be just let them be <laughs> uh, all right how about this one as well do you ready um a car park sign a sign a car park sign mm-hmm. entrance only entrance only do not enter <laughs> i mean sometimes people just do not get that enter is just that yeah entrance only do not enter <laughs> yeah wait entrance Entrance only, do not enter. So it doesn't make any sense. It's like, this is an entrance, but don't enter. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. Entrance only, do not enter. The, the, it is it's like, well, what am Hold I supposed to do? Now. What am I supposed well, what to is do? That? Yeah. What am I supposed to do? Okay, Sit here? See, now this one's different because the yeah. other ones are just warnings. This is somebody messed up, right? Somebody like... screwed up the sign, right? Somebody had to fuck up the sign, right? Because the sign hope. reads... Entrance only, do not enter. So you go to the entrance and you sit there and go, well, shit, I can't enter. This is the entrance. I'm not supposed to enter the entrance. <laughs> right. I'm curious what it says on the other side. Exit only, do not exit, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Here's a great one. This one, by the way, should be, I think, um, exclusively, this is a warning sign that, that you and I should carry around personally. Esmeralda, okay? Oh, all right. I think that this is this. I think this warning sign was made specifically for you and me, and we should just kind of carry it around. But this is a sign in a street in Hong Kong, okay? Mm-hmm. So this mm-hmm. is an actual sign in a street in Hong Kong. But I think it's a, it's a sign that you and I, that's made specifically for us that we should carry around. But a sign in a street in Hong Kong reads, beware of people. Yeah. <laughs> but I do think that you and I should be carrying that sign around. Uh, just yeah i agree yeah but where does it say where that was in hong kong it just says on a street <laughs> yeah, but like in hong kong. just just anywhere it was just I, it doesn't say specifically street? there's a lot of people in hong kong it says beware of people but there's a lot of people in hong kong there are that's a lot, true a lot of people to beware of so i guess it makes sense because there are so many people it's like hey in case you forgot you're in hong kong you're about to encounter tons and tons of people in case you forgot just you were beware of people which people just people yeah just, <laughs> just in general people just they're general. all <laughs> don't even <laughs> all right how about this one rules on a tram in Prague. Mm-hmm. so these are part of the rules on a tram in Prague, and it says beware exclamation point to touch mm-hmm. these wires is instant death any, oh, by the I way, mean, I'm sorry. No, it, con- it continues. I'm sorry. It continues. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Beware. To touch these wires is instant death. Anyone found doing so will be persecuted. <laughs> hey, if there is even an ounce of life in you, they're going to persecute. <laughs> That's right. They're going to take the corpse and persecute you. That's what they're like, going to do. How dare you? Because it's instant death. You touch these wires, it's instant death. And on top of that, to add insult to death... You will be persecuted upon death. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But they're strict in Prague. They don't care. They don't fuck yeah. around in Prague, man. It's like we don't care that you died. We're still gonna <laughs> still gonna be punished. Um, okay, are you ready for this? On a can of air freshener, we all have air freshener mm-hmm. in the house. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't know. We used to in the seventies for sure. Uh, <laughs> a care a can of air freshener for use by trained personnel only. What does that mean? Wow. I'm curious how long the training is to, <laughs> for, the, for air freshener. 
What are you studying? Is it a seminar? Uh, Is it I'm a... studying. I'm studying air freshener uh, application. Is it um, weeks, weeks long? What is? <laughs> it says for use by trained personnel only in order to use the air freshener. So what do you do? You buy a can of air freshener and then you go, oh shit, I can't use it. I got to call somebody. And then you, what do you call somebody? Hey, do you know? How, are you a professional air freshener? Can you come over, please? Because my room. I mean, how it. did they even sell it to you? The people across the street are cooking. Uh, people across the hallway are cooking fish. Can you please come over and spray some air freshener? I am like, not trained. I'm not so. trained. I'm not trained, and my entire apartment smells like fish. Hey, by the way, does that ever happen in your building? Do you ever have people cooking weird shit, and it kind of seeps into your place? Um, no, we aren't. We're there's not many of us. Okay. Um, and usually when I smell cooking smells, it smells good. So. Okay, that's good. That's good. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's interesting because I have like people who cook weird shit and I've always had, I don't know why, but it really doesn't really get into my apartment. It's, it's gotten into my apartment every once in a while, but every once in a great while. But sometimes I'll walk out in the hallway and go, God damn, you know, like, what are you cooking? You know, <laughs> Jesus, you know, when I'm in the hallway of, of the apartment building, but I will tell you this, uh, Julie, my girlfriend lives in a, in a big, uh, a big co-op building. Like, I think there's mm-hmm. 60 units in it. It's big, 60 or mm-hmm. 70 units. Uh, and she lives on the ninth floor. And when you take the elevator down, you can kind of smell as you're going, especially if you, t- if you take the back sort of freight elevator. When we take the dog out, you have to use the freight elevator in the back. Mm-hmm. And that one, man, you can go back. And those are near the kitchens, like where all the apartments are. And you can go through. And I'm telling you, it's like a different smell. It's like a smorgasbord <laughs> oh, <laughs> going, wow. down, going down the nine floors to take the dog out. It's like, oh, oh, well, they're making Chinese food. Oh, well, this is Mexican food. Oh, you know, so there's a diff- <laughs> different type of cuisine for each floor. So it's... Uh, Kind of lovely, actually. And they seem to be good cooks in her building. So, oh. That's not bad. But we never had to call anybody to use the air freshener. That's something. Right. A well, professional. I don't even know if I know anyone trained. So. Yeah, I don't either. I don't know what that consists of. Again, this is something we should. Do you think that's. You remember those, uh, remember those, uh, uh, those booklets that you would get in the reader from the learning center? Yeah. Yeah. Do they, is that a class there? <laughs> is that a class? Is that... <laughs> At the annex? The learning annex? <laughs> At the learning annex. What are you taking? Uh, I'm going to the park district to learn how to spray air freshener. That's what I'm saying. I'm learning. I'm training an air freshener. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to, the, oh God, the learning annex. That's right. I'll be at the learning annex. Too. Harder than you believe. Harder than you think. <laughs> to spray air freshener, you got to be a professional. Okay. Um, uh, how about this? Uh, on a pair of socks bought in Egypt. Mm-hmm. So this was a note on a pair of socks bought in Egypt. Do not wash. Oh, I mean, so, I don't know. Wha- I guess what you, are I, the- my guess is you're going to, are you going to be buried? Are you a mummy? You're going to be buried in them. So you, you know, are I don't, they just regular old cotton or are they some, it doesn't it just says on a pair of socks that were purchased in Egypt. Do not wash. I don't, I mean, isn't there, like antifungal stuff. Yeah, I think. You know what I mean? Like uh, fabrics and things. Maybe this is <laughs> this is one of those. That's one of those. Yeah, perhaps. And they're like, "Hey, save yourself some time. Do not watch these. Do not watch. You don't gotta." <laughs> okay. How about one more before we uh, before we get you to taste test some kiwis and some lemon cream? Okay. Mm-hmm. How about this one? You ready for this? I love that. This is this is this is a good one. Are you ready? Yeah. Um. On a 500-piece jigsaw puzzle, mm-hmm. some assembly required. <laughs> Just a little bit, not a lot. <laughs> that's the, Only that's, 500 pieces. <laughs> that's it, well, though. That's, they're not lying. That's truth in advertising right there. It yeah. is. 
five hundred I mean, piece jigsaw. Draw it yourself. That's right. It's already Some drawn. Ass- Some it's already painted. No, no. Yeah. Now, have you? <laughs> you do you? Have, you just you, gotta you, stick them into the right into the right things, and then yeah, that's it. So this is this some assembly will be required by you. Uh, you ever do puzzles, Esmeralda? You, you, are you a? Oh, uh, I love puzzles. Do you? The, mm-hmm. Do you do like the? How about the ones that are all like, uh, like the three D ones or the weird like complicated ones that are double layered and? I did. My brother, uh, when I was younger in high school, I remember one summer, and so this is what. I, so whenever um, Fight Club came out, ninety nine. So in ninety nine, my yeah. brother bought a three D. R two D two, or wait, which one's the the one that goes beep boop 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 boop? That's R two D two is the beep boop boop. C three PO is the British jagoff who complains all the time. Okay. Oh no! Oh no! Well, we're gonna be we're gonna be deactivated. Oh no! That jagoff. That's him. That's C three PO. It He's was a, a it was yeah. a three D puzzle of R two D two. Okay. That even had a voice uh, had a little box that you could then put in once it was all assembled. Wow! And would make the beep boop beep boop noises. <laughs> And he had it and didn't touch it for a while. And so I would go, and this was summer, I would go into his room because he was at work or whatever. And I would then uh. put together the puzzle little by little. <laughs> I was like, I'm just going gonna, gonna to do like this little section and then put it back in the box. Like yeah. just keep the section like together. And then eventually I think I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this now. Now, did he know as that? They- I, as I did it, yeah, I would watch um, because my brother stole uh, pay per view. <laughs> he had one of those boxes, yeah, that would steal pay per view. So <laughs> I would wa- I would then watch Fight Club over oh. and over again because it was just you know it was just running as pay per view. <laughs> so I'm making I'm doing this puzzle and watching Fight Club. That's the best fucking story of all time. Summer so- of '99. I did that's a, a, the a 3D best, R2-D2 puzzle. That's the best story. If it was, I will say this, if it were, uh, if it was on pay-per-view at that time, that would have been 2000 because it came out in late 90. Okay. So, so by then, the, so you know, summer of 2000. Summer yeah. of 2000. Okay. The summer of 2000, you snuck into your brother's room to secretly build his three-dimensional <laughs> R2-D2 puzzle. he wasn't doing it. While watching <laughs> Fight Club nonstop. Yes. That's amazing. That's the greatest story I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 by that point though, you were already in love with Edward Norton, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. So it was man. very that's why I was watching it over and over uh, again. Yeah, exactly. I was like, okay. fantastic. Oh, that's <laughs> such a great So what did your brother say? Now when he came when he would come into the room and more R2D2 was completed, did he get curious? Well, I would I would just keep it in the box. And because, you know, at that point, it's only flat pieces. Oh, he didn't touch it. He left it in the box. I see. He wouldn't. He didn't make it. He bought the damn thing. And then he would just leave it there. And so I was like, no, 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 no. I need to make this. I need to do this. So I would like do little bits and pieces. And then eventually I think I was like, I'm making this puzzle. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> and then he he's like, all right, go ahead and finish it, you know. And then meanwhile, yeah. you meanwhile you know every line to Fight Club. I mean, yeah, I was watching it just nonstop. Yeah. And you know it was how to just make playing over and over again. And you know how to make. And on top of and on top of that, on top of putting R two D two together, this complicated puzzle, you now know how to make soap because you watched Fight Club mm-hmm. so yeah. many times. <laughs> That's the best, man. That is the best. That's a great story. Fight Club, watching Fight Club nonstop, building an R two D two. 
That's how yeah. you spend a summer. That's how you spend the summer of 2000, the Esmeralda sure. way. Sure, yeah. <laughs> That's the best. A junior, a junior <laughs> going into senior year, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> That's the greatest. Oh, I love That's that story. That's my summer. How have I never heard that story? How have I never <laughs> heard that? In all the years I've known you, Esmeralda, how, how is it that I've never heard that story? And we kept the R2-D2 for a while because he was 3D. So he was like a and did he... fairly sizable thing. No, it's, it sounds, I mean, did he go, did he do that shit too? Did he beep it? Yeah. It had a it had a little box that wow. you know you'd put batteries in and you could push the button. It had now, you know the little a little thing to put the box into the the R two D two. It wouldn't move. Wouldn't so move, but it that would have been great if yeah. it had wheels now, or something. But it did. Did he know that the first rule of Fight Club is not to talk about Fight Club? Was he aware? <laughs> <laughs> My brother I, was never home when I was making the puzzle, so he had no idea. No idea. I was watching Fight Club all by myself. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. By the way, I, one of my regrets, and it's an, it's a regret is a regret that I have, and I think I've told you this before, is that I will never know how it feels to watch Fight Club, not knowing that the narrator is Edward Norton, because I read the book. Mm. And so, you know, all that big twist that happens when you find out that Edward Norton is indeed Durden, yeah. Tyler Durden. You know, like I read the book and I'll never know what it was like to, you know, I always ask people, how cool was it to find out that Tyler Durden was really Edward Norton, you know? And they're like, yeah, it's fucking awesome. I'm like, yeah, I didn't experience that because I read the goddamn book. So I knew, yeah. I knew, from, the, knew from the beginning. I mean, I think book. it took me a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's out there. Yeah. Also, I probably had to watch it over and over yeah. again because uh, it just yeah. was not connecting. Yeah. It's such a fucking great movie, man! It's a great movie. Um, okay, all right. Well, that's great. Uh, you will, f- I will forever now associate Fight Club with R two D two. That's all. Yeah. It is. yeah. All right. <laughs> we got some snacks from the Universal Fun Box. Yes. Uh, which one do you want to try first? They're both from Spain. We've got the sour kiwi gummy slices, and we've got the lemon cream flavored cookies. Which one do you want to start out first? Cookies. Cookies. So lemon cream flavored cookies from Spain. Uh, Tell us, tell us what they look like. Describe it and all that stuff. I will tell you, I have a friend who um, apparently also got this box. Oh, okay. And she said that these cookies are amazing. So that's all right. Now Uh, this isn't this isn't this isn't the friend who swallows things whole, right? No. No, (laughs) he was not a friend. He was just. I didn't. Right. He wasn't my friend. Right. I, was just, I just heard about it. And I was like, oh. Be, by the way, Esmeralda, beware of people. Right? We know that. Yeah. So they're... Exactly. <laughs> so they're All like right. giant Oreos. Okay. In the sense that they are two cookies with a a cream very filling. a very lovely smelling lemon cream filling. Right. Okay. Um. All right. I'm gonna just crack it open. They're fa- they're pretty big. They look okay. like big old Ritz crackers. Okay. They got little holes in them, and they're like they got the, the little uh, the edging is is like decorative. Okay. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Mmm, crunchy. Very crunchy. Okay. This is lovely. Yeah. Mmm. That's nice. Very good. The lemon isn't very. It's lemon, but it's not like overpowering. Yeah. It's like just enough, especially yeah. with this cookie. It's very crispy, and the mm-hmm. cookie on its, the cookie on its own is quite nice. Nice. Okay. Now, do they live up to the expectations that you were huh. given by your friend? Do, do they, yes. These okay. are good. Awesome. Damn. So we're <laughs> we are now four for four on these snacks from the angry. Universal. I am mad. Why don't we have these kind of cookies? <laughs> Maybe the next the time you go, Spain. 
maybe the next time you go to the jewels or you go to Aldi's or whatever, uh, look for lemon cream cookies to see if there's a if there is a a, a, a compatible one, a one that's that's kind of like this. See if we have one yeah, in America that comes close. Doesn't really seem Spain Spain products is a thing over here. No, you know what I mean. Like no. you'll see Polish and like you know yep. East Middle Eastern and whatever because of the neighborhoods, but right, never really Spain. No, not really. <laughs> Okay, so the Those lemon cream cookies, cookies are, a, are a big thumbs up. Big thumbs up. Delicious. Okay. Um, and then next is these uh, sour kiwi slices. They're okay. gummy these, sour the, kiwi slices. And they're gummies, okay. Yeah. All right. And they're, um, so they're gummy. They look like green green eggs with a white middle. <laughs> okay. Which was a mimic a kiwi. Right. Um, and then okay. they have like sugar on, on them. Okay. You know what I mean? Like a coating, so like a crystal, a crystally yeah. sugar coating. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Exactly. Gotcha. All right. All right, here we go. Mm. These are fine. They're mm -hmm. okay. They're okay. They're not as sour as I would, as I would like. So sour is a little misleading. The sour kiwi mm. slices is a little misleading. You no. get it, but it's not... You know, when I see sour, I'm like, ooh, it's gonna you're be not sour. Gonna, you're not gonna pucker up, your eyes aren't gonna water. Nothing like that. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, it does have a nice little kiwi flavor. Okay. They're not bad. It's right. okay. But in this round, the winner is the lemon cream cookies. Oh yeah, for sure. Okay. Awesome. And then the package, it's a nice how many are in here? There's like four cookies. Wow. In this package. Okay. That's a snack and a nice. half right there. That's a good size. I know. Snack. It's just lovely. It's like, I need a cup of coffee or something, a tea. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Cool. All right. So, so, um, and we'll, and, and, uh, and Esmeralda, you will take a couple of, take a couple of photos of these and I'll, and I'll put them up yes. on the, on the media when we post this and share, uh, this episode, people can check out what they look like. So cool. Yeah. All right. By awesome. the way, by the way, the cookies since 1700. <laughs> oh, okay. God damn. <laughs> damn. All right. All right, cool. And uh, the Universal Fun Box continues. We'll do it next time. Uh, and we got mm -hmm. more dumb people to talk about as well. Esmeralda, you rule the planet, uh, as oh, always. You, you know that. And uh, and and I and I still can't believe I never heard the Fight Club R two D two story. <laughs> I swear to God, it's one yeah. of my fa one of my favorite stories that you've ever told me. Honestly, I think I, I sadly it. had to take him down one day. Like oh. the, they were tired of because he was just kind of shoved in a corner, and they're yeah. like just. Put him away. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Well, uh, my thanks to, to you, Esmeralda. You rule. And Monica Ang. Thank you, Monica Ang from Axios.com uh, for talking about a lot of fun stuff with us. On the next episode, Marnie Schur is going to join us. Uh, she is oh, from nice. The Takeout. And also, there is a mortified Valentine's Day show where people will get Ooh. up on stage and be embarrassed about what they did as their as young people on Valentine's Day. And it's at the Athenaeum Theater. So <laughs> we got that to talk about as well. So Marnie Sher will join us the next time. And I thank you for checking us out. You want to be a sponsor, please do advertise with us. Lots of people listen to this podcast. Sales at radiomisfits.com. Drop us a note. Voicemail system is open 24-7-773-417-6948. Drop us an email, nickdpodcast at gmail.com. Take the time to share, rate, review us on every platform. Ed, thank you, and everybody at Radio Misfits. Jason Skaggs does all the music and the sound and the weirdness, and he's the best. Esmeralda, you're the best, and we will see you next time on the Nick D Podcast right here at Radio Misfits Podcast Network. The wind is red on me.